1: Will the Lord be pleased with what I'm going to do? Is this this looking like my father? Is this like father, like son, like daughter? When you are living out the light, it also explains why some people you know hate church and hate the Bible. Because, and sometimes they hate you. Because they are darkness and the light exposes the darkness. One of the biggest
0: challenges for a Christian is, can I be in the company of those who do not believe? That is an interesting question the Apostle Paul addresses in Ephesians chapter 5. To have nothing to do with such people is called separatism. But that is not something Jesus and the Apostles taught, nor was it something they lived out. So what did they do? Jesus and the Apostles befriended unbelieving people to tell them the good news, while refusing to be conformed to their image and practices. This is one of those concepts that, when properly grasped, will make it easier for you to be around unbelieving people. To learn more and to gain the quiet confidence the Word of God wants you to have, here's Pastor Jim.
1: What I'm concerned about is that there's so many Bible teachers, quote-unquote Bible teachers, that are now following his example because they know it's a way to build a big church. Now, most of them are not teaching what he is, what he's teaching, but the style is similar little sin talk throwing the cross at the end and attracting a crowd and the combination of false or incomplete teaching with the values of the world result in exactly what the apostle paul is talking about here now remember we've said that he's in jail probably in rome false teachers are following him wherever they go wherever he goes trying to you know take over the flocks where he is, combined with this immoral culture. And what is this? This is a Molotov cocktail for the old man coming back, for, for a dog going back to its own vomit. And I know many people will call it freedom. The Bible doesn't. Many people will call it personal choice. Many people will call it love and acceptance. But that's not what God calls it. God calls it unholy living. But as we'll see in the next section, we are children of light. Now let's make sure we're very clear on this before we go into the next section. I'll try to go through the next section just kind of quickly. But let's make sure we're really clear on something. Perfect? No. We have that? Perfect? No. Salvation, becoming a child of God, is an event Somehow and somehow in, in God, the Holy Spirit working on you, you coming to faith, God giving you faith, all of that mixture, which everybody's been trying to figure out for so many years, we're not going to settle it tonight. That brings the event of salvation. You are saved. The spirit of God, remember from Galatians, God sends the spirit of Christ into your heart. So salvation is an event, but sanctification Becoming like Christ is a process, and it's something that takes place over time. We have a part in it, yes, but everything is not immediate. And one of the things we are to be doing, our part of the sanctification process, is not persisting in sin because of what we saw Jesus doing on the cross for us, taking the wrath of God. Now, verse 8 is a strong verse describing what happens at conversion. You definitely want to mark this verse in your Bible. For you were once darkness. Very interesting concept. Because most of us would throw the word in in there, wouldn't we? Most of us would say, for we were once in darkness. He doesn't say that. He says, for you were once darkness. We were actual darkness, but now. Another one of those great buts. But now something has changed and he states a fact. This is not wishful thinking, but now you are light in the Lord. And because we are now light in the Lord. He he gives us a command. What we call an imperative from the Lord. Walk as children of light. Because we are no longer what we were, because now something has changed, we are to walk as children of the light. You say, well, what in the world does that look like? Well, look at verse 9. For the fruit of the Spirit, some of your versions say light, probably better, uh, because it is similar to the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians, so some uh, one of the translators or one of the scribes might have changed it. For, you are, for the fruit of the Spirit or the fruit of the light is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. So that is what imitating the Lord looks like. And you say, well, well, how do, how do I know what, in a given situation? He says, verse 10, finding out. Another version say, discerning what is acceptable. Another version says, pleasing to the Lord. So we have to find that out. We have to get our nose in the book and we have to find that out and then in certain situations we will know what to do. So he begins by by giving us God's point of view. Before anyone puts their trust in Jesus Christ, they were darkness. This is going to be a tough pill? That's a tough pill to swallow, isn't it? Because you know what that really means? That you and I were part of the realm of evil set against the Lord. That's what darkness is. And as citizens of the kingdom of darkness, we represented that kingdom. And again, this is hard. Darkness came to other people through us. We were distributors of darkness. But now, something tremendously has changed. This is similar to chapter 2. But now we are identified with a new king and a new kingdom. Because that king commands us, and because of that, the king commands us to walk as children of light. I love this. And again, this is so important to our understanding of the Christian life because too often followers of Jesus think the Christian life, and and people who are not followers, they just think the Christian life is we're just not supposed to sin. Now, I'm not endorsing sin, but the apostles' teaching is much more powerful than this. Being motivated by grace, empowered by the Spirit of God, we are to live out the profound changes that God has made in us. So, going from dark to light, would you say that's a profound change? So, he says, we are to live out with the help of the Spirit of God, with the light of Christ that is in us, we are to live out those profound changes. See, it's not that we just live the light of the gospel, we are the light. We are the light. Colossians 1 12 and 13. Giving thanks. I love the way the Apostle Paul, this guy's he's always in jail and he's always giving thanks giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Now, now verse 10, here again, he says, finding out or discerning what is the acceptable or pleasing things to the Lord is another critical aspect of the Christian life. Finding out... From the word of God, what pleases the Lord and living that out is so important to our heavenly father. You know, one of the reasons why it's important to have that real authentic time with God is is important is because you cannot and I cannot hide our sin from him. We cannot. So we have to let the word of God point out our sin to us We have to confess our sin to God, ask for forgiveness, ask if there's other things we need to do to go make that right with other people. And then that is where the power of change comes from. Now, this is both a daily practice and a discovery of principles to live by. So, should we tell the truth? Yes, we know that. We know that. And so, if we are to tell the truth, When confronted with that situation, we don't need to say to people, oh, I need to go do my quiet time. We've learned from the principles of the word of God that we are to tell the truth and let the cards, those of you who don't play cards, the chips, sorry, more gambling terminology. (laughs) Let the results fall where they may. And the result will be goodness, he tells us here, righteousness and truth. We we must also be on our guard against indulging ourselves. That that is sort of the American lifestyle. But there's another thing we also have to be on our guard for is the tendency to constantly please others. Simple diagnostic question for some of these things. Will what I'm going to do please the Lord? Will the Lord be pleased with what I'm going to do? Is this is this looking like my father? Is this like father, like son, like daughter? When you are living out the light, it also explains why some people you know hate church and hate the Bible. Because, and sometimes they hate you. Because they are darkness and the light exposes the darkness. Verse 11, very, very important, very important have no fellowship with, some versions say have nothing to do with, the unfruitful works, or another version says the fruitful deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. So does that mean you're a cosmic tattletale? I guess we'll have to figure that out. How, how can you be a cosmic tattletale if you have no fellowship with people who do bad things. Well, that's not what he said. He said, have no fellowship with the works, not with the people. For it is shameful even to speak of those things, verse 12, which are done by them in secret. Now, wait a minute. How can you expose them if you can't talk about them? Now, these verses, when you take, these, when you take certain verses and you twist them and you're not biblically informed, one of the things I love about our our outreaches that we do over the summer is that or when I'm someplace with people from our church uh, as much as I love rubbing elbows with unbelieving people and sharing the gospel with people I love I'm I'm thrilled when I hear the people of this church really talking biblically to people I mean I I I absolutely love that and 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 so unfortunately Some of these people have taken these verses to mean, particularly in verse 11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, to a a doctrine what we call separatism. Separatism is that um, I'm only going to hang out with people who believe the same. And I'm not going to ever hang out with people who don't believe what I believe. And and, and verse 11, verse 12, when he says it's shameful to even speak of those things, some people say, well, that means we're to avoid confronting issues. That means we're to have no effect on society at all. Boy, you got to throw out a lot of Bible to get to that one. Now, you know this. A lot of cults are separatist movements. And, and sadly, separatist movements have historically been some of the most physically and verbally and sexually abusive people the world has ever seen. And the truth is this, that followers of Jesus go where Jesus goes. And did Jesus go to meet unbelieving people? He sure did. He sure did. So we are to go and meet unbelieving people. But here's where the asterisk is on. You can't miss this part. We are to go where Jesus goes and meet unbelieving people while refusing to be conformed to their image, while refusing to do what they do that may mean that some people you can't hang out with some people you can't hang out with some of you have heard the old story of when I was a best man at a, at a bachelor party and I had just become a Christian they didn't know what to make of me and so I decided that we were down by Philadelphia and we were going to uh, rent a bus and we had a whole bunch of guys and we were going to go to sports bars well one of the guys uh bribed the bus driver Changed the plans, and, and we went to a gentleman's club. <laughs> and so everybody went in but me, and um, the groom came out and he said, I know this is not for you. I know you're not like this way anymore, man. You used to be this way, but, but you're my best man. Can't you just come in? So I, I went in. I was a Christian, gosh, not too long, maybe maybe three years so I went in, and the place was huge. And so I had my back to the stage. And um, so, you know, somebody said, what, what can I get you? And I said, uh, Diet Coke with a lemon, <laughs> no rum. <laughs> and, so, and so I got it, and I didn't even take a sip of it. And the Lord just said to me what he said to Elijah, what are you doing here? So, so I walked out. I just felt like that was wrong. For me. Pam knows the story, don't worry. And, and so I, I walked out to the bus. And and, and the bus driver asked me what I was doing there. And I got to share with him my testimony and what God had done in my life. So all the guys come out and they decide that they're going to go to another one of those places. So we drive to the next one. And there's about 40 guys and all but 10 went in. And they hung out in the bus with me. And they said to me, So tell us, Jim, really, what happened to you? And I got to share the gospel with 10 more guys. I get choked up just thinking about it. And then we went to the third place. And nobody wanted to go in. And I told my testimony to more than half that bus. And so we went back to a sports bar and guy, the other guy who bribed the bus driver said, well, I guess you win. I said, I'm not trying to win anything, man. I just, got I just left that place and people asked me. Well, on the ride home, I was driving the groom. When you don't drink, everybody wants you to drive their um, husband at a bachelor party. <laughs> and we were out in the middle of nowhere in South Jersey and, uh, well, driving him home. And um, he was throwing up. And everybody was drunk in the back of my minivan and they were laughing at him. And, and I went and put my hand on his back and he turned and looked at me and I could see him with the lights on and there was vomit all over the side of his face. And he said, you know, we all want to be like you, don't you? You see, sometimes we need to be with the people of the darkness because it's the only way they're going to get exposed to the light. Now, if you can't be with them without being darkness yourself, then stay away. But this is so important that we don't avoid people. You see, the light of Christ exposes the darkness, but not just in an unbelieving culture. It also exposes it in an unbelieving and sinful church. You see, that, that brings us to another point. It's virtually impossible, and I'm being nice with that word virtually. It's impossible to be a part time Christian. I mean, the fire just goes out too quickly. People say to me, I can be a Christian without being part of a church. And I said, That's like saying you can be a hot coal when I take you out of the fire. You can't do that. That's absolutely impossible. And, and the world's values are what? They're relentless. They're absolutely relentless. Fellowship with the people of God, Christian friendships, community groups, serving teams are, or at least should be, exposure to the light. That's why we need one another. You see, we all know this that many people who say they're followers of Jesus, and this could be you tonight, they just walk too closely to the edge regarding sin. Too closely. They're trying to be a follower of Jesus and fit in with everybody at the same time. And you say, oh, I, he spends a lot of time with young people. He's talking about teenagers and young people. To be honest, I'm really not. It's just as bad or even worse, you know, in the business world. There, there is so much compromise. We could sit here and talk for hours about it. Clearly, our culture has normalized and excused sin. And so, the, 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 again, another diagnostic question, tough question. Are you and I, are we bringing light or are we joining in the darkness? Verse 13, but all things that are exposed are made manifested by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. So what does a little bit of light do to a dark room? It lights up the whole thing. You think, oh, what, could, what difference could I make in such a dark world? Just a little bit of light. Just a little bit of light, loved ones. And we can make a difference. I love the way J.B. Phillips, my friend, I always say he's my friend, he's dead, but, but when I meet him in heaven, I'm going to be like, we were friends, man, I love your writing. His paraphrase says this. I won't use his British accent. It is even possible, and then he writes in parentheses, after all, it happened to you. <laughs> It is even possible after all it happened to you for light to turn the thing it shines upon into light also. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Most of us, that's how we became Christians. We were exposed to the light. And now God wants us to be light exposing people. Verse 14, therefore he says, now it's very interesting, people are not necessarily sure where He got this from most Bible scholars, favor this as a baptismal hymn based on Psalm 61, verse 1, and a few other verses. But this is a call to the people of God. He's not writing to unbelievers, he's a letter to a church. This is a call to us. Therefore, he says, Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Isn't that something? Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the dead and now calls all of his light-filled people, all the people who've turned to him and put their trust in him, to wake up. He's calling us to wake up. It's time to stop with the easy lifestyle. It's time to step out of our comfort zone. It's time to stop putting our head in the sand. It's time to wake up to what's going on in the world around us. It's time to shine the light of Christ in a dark world. And he says, if you wake up and you arise from your sleep, you arise from the dead, I'll give you the light. I'll give you the light. So other people can come to the light. And other people can put their trust in Jesus Christ. You know, it's so important for a church to realize that. And it's not just for people we don't know out in the world. You know, one of the reasons why some of you people, you might think, oh, Pastor Jim doesn't, doesn't, doesn't want to talk to me. He's talking to this person or that person after service. But often it's when you bring your family members. And I know that for some reason, they won't listen to you. But they might listen to me. Or they might listen to somebody in the cafe and they'll come to faith and they'll go, you know what they told me? You're like, I told you that 5,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's what a family does. I help with your kids, so you help with mine. I help with someone, your friends, so you help with mine. That's what we do for one another. So I hope and pray that we wake up that we arise from the dead, we arise from our slumber and Christ gives us so much light that we would be the most loving and least compromising people, that we would have nothing to do with the deeds of the darkness while God gives us the ability to love the people of the darkness because we were all once people of the darkness and Christ
0: loved us. Thank you for listening to Change by Love the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Dover, New Jersey. Our desire here at Changed by Love is simply to bring you the life-changing message of Jesus Christ by teaching you the Bible in a simple, easy-to-follow way. With that being said, we try to put our messages into as many people's hands as possible for a very low cost and often free of charge to anyone who contacts us. Did you know that all of our messages can be found for free on our website? Changedbyloveradio.com That's changedbyloveradio.com. Please check out our website and hit the contact us button to tell us something about yourself or to request a CD copy of a message. Here at Changed by Love, we depend on the grace of God as well as the generosity and prayers of our loyal listeners. So thank you to all of you who are prayerfully and financially supporting our program. We would love to hear from you and pray that you drop us a card or a letter to Changed by Love, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. And don't forget to contact our friends at this radio station and tell them you are being blessed by Changed by Love. It would be a great encouragement to them. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you'll make plans to join us again next time right here on this station for more practical Bible teaching through God's Word with Pastor Jim Kevney, passionately proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ to a world that needs to hear.